It's the Mad Hatter Show podcast, and I'm sitting with, I like to call him my good friend. He just I'm just a dude to him, but a good friend of mine uh-huh. and a very inspirational person with a brand new book called Plant Power, Dr. Ian Smith, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Nobody's applauding, but that's okay. It's a podcast, and that's not going to happen. But how you been, man? I'm good, man. First of all, we are good friends. We've known each other for a long time. We have. So it's always have. good to come back. I've been out of town. Man, since the pandemic started, so I haven't seen you guys in a long time. And that's where I was actually going to start, the pandemic. How how did you and the family make it through? We've made it through really well. No one's gotten gotten it, knock on wood. (laughs) Gotten the Um, stuff. Yeah, but we, you know, listen, I'm a physician. I'm a scientist. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I don't play politics when it comes to science. Yes, sir. And I understood what had to be done, so luckily we did what was right. Uh, We've been safe. Now you got to get out. You know, I'm on book tour now here for Plant Power, but you got to get out. I'm not excited about getting out because we're not definitely not beyond it yet, by the way. But with the with the vaccinations and the boosters, at least if you get it, you're not going to die from it. Mm -hmm. Um, So but listen, I was very productive. I told people in the beginning, this is going to be a long time. So people need to settle in and be productive. So I wrote about three books, um, worked out a lot, was home for the first time. Wow. Your family loved that. I was home like for months and months and years. I mean, I just wasn't going anywhere. It was great. I was sleeping every night in my house. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Driving my car. <laughs> he said it was amazing. It was amazing. And you're from yeah. Chi-Town, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not from there, but I live, live in Chi-Town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, it was actually, uh, you know, listen, there's a, there was a lot of misery and heartache with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But I think there, it also taught us a lot and showed us a lot, right? If people were really being analytical we learned a lot about ourselves. We learned a lot about our families, our country. Um, and so I learned a lot during the pandemic. I really did. Give me, since you said that, what's the, what's the biggest, what's your biggest takeaway because of the pandemic, because of COVID? What's the biggest takeaway from you? Um, that you really have to be focused on what's important for you. You have to look after yourself. Um, and you have to really appreciate the fragility and the uncertainty of life. Mm. Um, and you get kind of um, complacent and comfortable thinking that, you know, I'm going to live forever and, you know, nothing's going to change. And it just doesn't work that way. Life is very fragile. And I think the pandemic has shown that. I also am convinced that, unfortunately, there are a lot of um, people who are very naive, um, who are easily misled, mm. um, who don't think for themselves. And then there are there, there are people who prey on those people and the way the country has handled the pandemic has been a, a game like that where people who are fully aware of what was happening preyed on people who are vulnerable, desperate and uninformed. And this is what's created this very fractious environment we've seen for the last three years. Unnecessarily fractious. I, to I totally don't understand it and their belief of all the things that come their way. Which also makes this a scary time to live in as well. Don't you think uh, just to see that people can be swayed, not from just opinions, but things, you know, back in the days, if you would have said take a shot because of this, because of whatever, everybody would have took a shot and it just would have moved on. It became a everything becomes a political stance now from race to (laughs) driving your car. Everything is a political stance, gas, electric, this, that. Everything is a fight. Everything's a battle. Everything. There are some very intelligent people who are very good at manipulating people. Mm. And they do it in a very political and strategic way to get the ends that they want. And unfortunately, the masses 
um, end up being collateral damage. And that's what's happened during this pandemic. This is a scientific phenomenon. This sounds it like is, another book. This sounds like I can tell you thought about this way more than you're letting on because well, I can tell you're talking, you're trying to keep it at least in a nice gray area somewhat, but you're saying exactly what needs to be said. But it sounds like you thought about this enough that this is, it could possibly be another book, probably too controversial. Yeah, it would be controversial, but it would be also very truthful in the sense that um, the leaders did not lead. Mm. Um, and those who were quote unquote leading were not leading the right way or for the right reasons. And it's, you know, we got over a million deaths. Man, in, this is strong, Dr. Ian. I'll never really hear you talk like that. I know. That. Well, because it's because, <laughs> wow. because over a million Americans in the ground. Absolutely. Unnecessarily, by the way. Absolutely. Unnecessarily. And um, shame on the people who misled people and gave disinformation. This is a scientific phenomenon. Mm. There are doctors and researchers who have spent their entire lives studying viruses um, and virology and things of the nature, and they had no voice. Instead, politicians were in front of the cameras, were on the cable news channels, speaking from positions of absolutely no scientific authority whatsoever. And so here we have a million people, million plus people in the ground, and not just the amount of lives that we lost, Think about all of the life experience that we lost, graduations, all-star games, weddings, attending people's funerals, right? The, the, the magnitude of what we've lost uh, in the world because, of, because a certain number of people decided to manipulate and mislead is just, I have to just say it, it's outrageous. And the medical community is also to, at fault because they should have been fighting and saying, this is our domain. This is what we do. Mm. We need to lead this and not take a back seat to a bunch of, you know, huckster politicians. And to be honest with you, I say to people all the time, if, you know, in 2008, we had that great recession. Okay. You want to go to your general practitioner, medical doctor to help you figure out how to get the country out of a great recession? <laughs> or do you want to go to an economist That's right. That's right. who's written books, who's a teacher, you know, who's done this all his his or her life. Absolutely. You go to the economist. You don't Absolutely. want me getting us out of the... And so the idea that doctors and scientists and researchers were not the leaders of a pandemic that is a viral phenomenon that is just medicine and health. Where's, where's the politics in that? There's no politics in whether or not a medication works or not. There's no politics. It works. It doesn't work. Mm. Right. People who are touting using ivermectin from based on what <laughs> all the science says it doesn't work. Right. 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 So why is that even a conversation? The science says it doesn't work. Oh, it's a conversation because politically speaking, making it people think that ivermectin works makes you seem like you figured something out that no one else could figure out. It's nonsense. But the scary part about that still is that the people that were willing to believe that. And I had it when people are desperate and vulnerable, I understand and frustrated, they can believe almost anything. This is true. History right? has shown. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I there's some culpability on people, but I but I don't really see it that way. People, smart, good hearted people who are well intentioned can be manipulated depending on how good the manipulators are. You're right. It's just that's just the way it is. You're vulnerable. Absolutely. And yeah. so I think that, you know, I feel sorry for a lot of people who've been misled. Uh, for example, the lifting, the recent lifting of the mandate. Everyone's celebrating as if COVID's over. 
No, I see spikes in so many different places. The mandate was lifted for legal reasons, not because we have reached a milestone from a health perspective. Wow. Right? It's a legal judgment, not a health judgment. Wow. And so people are excited because some judge in Florida decides (laughs) to lift the mandate for the whole country, and that's reason to cheer. Well, she's just a she's a, a lawyer. It was a legal reason why she said that she we should lift it. What doctors weighed in and said it's safe, or maybe maybe we'd be better off forget the doctors. Let's forget <laughs> doctors and researchers and scientists. Let's let whoever has a microphone, whoever has a platform, let them decide what's healthy and what's not healthy. Let them deliver babies. Doctors step to the side. You guys got you guys got it. You guys deliver babies. You guys decide what medications get when you have an infection. Mm. I mean, if you want to do it, go all the way with it. <laughs> Don't pick and choose. Don't pick and choose. Why are we doing? Why are we saying? This is so true, man. Right? Why are we saying in the middle of a pandemic that's killing people left and right? Why are we saying that doctors and nurses and scientists they don't matter? Why? Why? Because it became political right from the beginning. This was a political issue from the beginning. It was made a political issue. And once you make things political, then people start taking sides, and they don't listen to the truth of what the issue may be. In this case, it's a pandemic of a very contagious virus that we don't know a lot about, didn't know a lot about, and need to learn about it on the fly. That's how it happens. Instead, you're vilifying doctors because you vilify the CDC because one week they say something and they change it next week. They don't know. Science is ever evolving. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of science, actually. It doesn't always stay the same necessarily. And so if new information comes, then things change. It's not because they don't know what they're doing. It's because this is a new concept, a new phenomenon, a new virus that we've never experienced before. And so you're learning. We don't have years of, of data to say this is how it's going to behave. This is what it will do to you. We don't know. In your opinion, and I'm going to get to the book, in your opinion, do you think we will ever see something like this or that? happen again on that magnitude will we have another pandemic absolutely yes yeah i think i don't know if it'll be in my lifetime but we will have another pandemic for sure um the bigger question is whether or not we've truly learned our lesson about how we need to go forward and that i don't think has happened i I still don't think and we need to do kind of like look back and see what happened but people need to understand that when you have national issues you need to have the experts in those fields deal with the issues, whether it's economics, education, whatever it is. You Mm -hmm. need to have the experts deal with it, not people who are kind of, who have an IG account or a Twitter account who could say anything they want to, right? You have, I mean, I mean, I'm, listen, I'm not trying to I think to be, we are where we are now, and I don't see that changing from I'm, here on out. I'm not trying to be condescending. I understand. But you have people who are opining about very complicated medicine virology is a very complicated subject you have people who never even did high school biology okay and they're all of a sudden the experts in something that people have to go to school for eight or ten years and you want to listen to you know a singer tell you that the vaccine makes you sterile how much sense is i mean if you really think about it, I can tell there's a passion in you about well, this. I can tell you, you've been it, sitting around stewing about this, really man. If you think about it, the world is upside down right now. I was getting ready to say that five minutes ago when you started talking. I believe that it's upside down. The world literally is upside down. We're in a down. matrix, and We're, and it's, I don't think we get out from here. I, I think we get out of it, but it's gonna be a, there's gonna be a lot of battle scars. When you think about it, I mean, you got, I mean, get off medicine. You got Putin. 
invading a sovereign nation and the rest of the world sits back, the, all these leaders, and they sit back and say, we can't go, we, there's nothing we can do about it? And you let this one crazy guy do this to a democratic nation. And we are supposedly the biggest guardians of democracy. And we let him butcher and kill people. It's You can see it. And then hey, people man, pretend like it's not happening. We live in a place that picks and chooses its battles as it... Um as it fits whatever Their agenda purpose. there may be. There you Absolutely. Go. There you go. 100%. There you, go. There you, you are go. 100% correct. Rwanda was the same way. There was genocide in Rwanda. Absolutely. No involvement. No involvement whatsoever. So you sit here and say, and then, you know, you know, they say after the Holocaust, never again. We'll never let this happen again. What are you and, talking and about? you're watching it. Yeah. You're watching. This is a modern day version. Mm. Just because this guy is not, you know, yelling, you know, racist kind of, you know, taunts doesn't mean it's not the same thing. He's trying to... He's killing these people, these innocent people. It's different and you're in a fight, man against man, military. military. He's, he's killing women and children. Yeah. It's barbaric. And then we sit there and say, you know, we have to be very careful about how we give them weapons. Why? <laughs> what are you afraid of? What, what are you afraid of? The, I think my, my opinion is that they're afraid China might get involved and then China gets involved. China's not getting involved. You don't China, think so? No, China's not getting involved. There's no, no doubt. It's NATO. Nobody beats NATO. You have all those countries together. No, you don't beat NATO. Then the question is, why have they not gotten involved in a bigger way? Exactly. What's what's happening in the Matrix that we don't know or see? That's my favorite thing. I call everything the Matrix now. Spineless. What is it that we don't see? There's a deeper purpose in... They're spineless. Wow. They're spineless. I don't care what's in the Matrix. Mm. When you see videos and photos of little kids and babies and women getting murdered and laying in the street. It's supposed to get involved. I don't care what the matrix is. That's spineless not to say this can't happen. We're human beings. We can argue over land and politics and and sports, but it never rises to the level where you take Well they say we're life. gonna just give you a heavier sanction. You're taking away yachts from billionaires. <laughs> right? You want a sanction? No trade with Russia whatsoever. Zero. Isolate them like, like North Korea. Isolate them. No trade, no nothing. But guess what? Nobody wants to blow back, right? And the UK, they don't want to pay higher oil and gas prices. That's right. See, it comes down to money. So Always. you say, what's in the matrix? You know, they they're they're willing to fight. We these world leaders are willing to go up to a point, because the minute that price rises at the gas pump, guess what happens? Guess who gets upset? The average person. Yeah. And then what happens when midterm elections come? We don't vote for that person. We don't vote for that person. We vote for somebody else, yeah. So if you're sitting in a seat of power and you know that the blowback could be, you may lose your you know, lose your office. You let it ride. You let it ride. Because guess what? Those guys want to hold on to position no matter what. Because hey, it's power. The last three to five years have been some of the strangest, and to me. I mean, let me not say the strangest times because, you know, you can say slavery and all kind of other stuff have been strange times. But we've seen in our time... We've seen some strange stuff, and it's like me, you, and three other people can see something, and we all see something different, and we all interpret it and get our own truth out of it, and it could be a, a warped truth that me and you have that the other two or three don't have. It's man, this is we, we it's upside down, hey, and man, that's why I said, and that's why I said that people have to look after themselves right now. You have to look after your family. If you look at yourself right now, because people are making really individual decisions. The pandemic 
trying to fight a pandemic is a global unity decision. We got to do it together. It's not about one side or the other. I have to care about your family and your kids and vice versa. So I wear my mask because I don't know what your your underlying risk factors are and conditions. I don't know what you have. You're a stranger to me. So out of respect to you and the hope that I don't give you something, right? If I'm really respecting you as a fellow American, I'm just going to wear the mask. Is mm-hmm. it convenient? No. Do I like it? No. But it's a, a, a small amount of inconvenience to maybe save someone else's Look life. Look out for I'm your willing, fellow man. I'm willing to do that. Mm. Especially on a plane. Right? We're just a bunch of strangers. I don't know where you've been. I don't know what you have. It's different when you kind of can control your environment. But when someone thinks that it's okay, you got a 90-year, 80-year-old guy sitting next to you and you're not wearing a mask, it's selfish. Mm. It's selfish. Because if that 80-year-old guy or if that 400-pound guy gets COVID, there's a high chance he's done. Yeah. So could you hold on to your mask for just two hours? Is it? Is it? that bad i'm curious since you've been flying have you seen are, are the masks on or off because well, i'm just well because it that, still can be personal choice yeah, well, i know that, they don't have to but have they florida, been now there's a genius <laughs> in florida decided to take the mask mandate off so when you were flying you didn't wear oh them. i would say only a third of the people had masks and i'm stuck people like me are stuck because i want to follow the rules because I'm, I'm a scientist i'm a doctor i know what we're not done i want to follow the rules but i gotta travel i have to travel like i'm in the middle of my tour I've lived inside a bubble for three years. I can't live forever. So now we got to start taking gambles. Everyone now is going to have to decide what risk is worth it. That's the name of the next book. (laughs) (laughs) Right now we're talking about, no, we're not talking about plant power, but we should be Dr. Ian's new book. Obviously, a lot of things have been on his mind during this bubble period that he's been in, but somehow in there he was still able to to, to create a book that I, I believe will be helpful to a lot of people. And this is a confusing topic for people as well. And I think you know that when you write the book and sit down and say, because... As soon as you say plant power and I see this burger or what I think is a burger or probably a plant-based burger on this cover, first thing I think is how am I going to be able to achieve this right here? Because it sounds like you're getting ready to tell me, hey, man, you guys got to get off the meat. You got to get off the fun stuff. You got to get rid of that sugar hatter. No more (laughs) salt. You got to go with plant-based. You got to take it back to the earth if you want to feel better, be better, think better, blah, 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 blah. What are you telling me in the book? I'm telling you that the vast, I believe the vast majority of Americans um, like meat. They don't want to give up meat, but they also realize they need to cut down on meat. I love meat. I love ribeyes, brisket, ribs. You name I appreciate it. your honesty. I love it. <laughs> but I also realize I'm eating too much of it. Mm. I need to increase the amount of plant-based foods, but I don't want to be a full vegan or vegetarian. I think most people fall in that bucket. They know plants are wonderful. They know plants are important. They know meat, too much of it, is not good for you. And I think people in general would like to be able to still have their occasional steak and burger or ribs or whatever, seafood, without totally giving it up and increase the plant base. So this is a four-week plan that says we're going to change our ratios. I think most people probably probably 70% animal-based foods right now, 30% plant-based. We want to flip that ratio. Ooh, that, I, that, I, that still, I, I was thinking more 80 90%. Yeah, I think when you average everyone, it's probably 70, 30. Just this is my take. Really? And so okay. I want to try to flip that ratio and move you from 70 animal to 30 plant to now 70 plant, 30 animal. And so Oof. the four weeks slowly does that. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> 
That's now. How are you going to do that in in these next you know few than, weeks? You, you want to know what's harder than that? Sitting in a doctor's office, and he tells you mm, we got to take off. That's where you want to hit. We got to take at. off two of your toes. Wow, because that's real talk of obesity, right? Or your cholesterol level is so high, we got to stent. You know, some artery in your heart. That's hard. That's a hard conversation to have. And what I, for my whole career, is as a physician and knowing how dark health can get, I always try to help people before they get to that point. Because once you get to that point in that conversation, it's a very difficult conversation to have. And it's life-changing. Mm. Okay? And so, is it hard? I don't know. I think change in general can be hard. But is it doable? 100%. I did it. Very few people like me as much as I do. I love meat. I'm not kidding. You. I'm not very serious about that. I love meat. But, you know, you have to weigh things. You know, as you get older, young people, they kind of may not be so into it. But you got to, as you get older, you got to weigh whether or not what you're putting in your body is worth it for the for the temporary satisfaction you get from the taste. And this book, once again, you're still going to have steak. You're still going to have ribs. You're just not going to have it three or four times a week. What's been the feedback from the folks who've read the book? They're going Loved through the it. program. How how hard has it been for them to try to break this? You know, this not is because most of the people that's going to come to your book, this is going this this is probably their first time attempting such a feat, so to speak. We have a Facebook group called Plant Power. Okay, and those who are listening should join it. I'm in the group and I help people with Facebook live sessions, Zoom, free Zoom sessions to walk you through the plan. People lost between ten and twelve pounds in four weeks. Nice. But not just that. And that's a nice number, really nice number. They've dropped their cholesterol levels, their blood pressure's down, diabetes, blood sugars are down. So they're seeing real differences in these numbers that matter beyond weight. Okay? There are people walking around with blood pressure medications, three blood pressure medications, two cholesterol-lowering medications. People don't want to be on medications. Well, you don't want to be on medications. Plants is a great way to do it naturally. And you can do it in a tasty way. I know people have this thing about... You know, when they see plant-based, they think it's vegan or vegetarianism. I'm not against those those styles of eating. But no, this isn't. This is saying this is somewhere in the middle. This is somewhere in the middle. And people can do it. I've done it. I'm sticking to it. I got thousands of people in that Facebook group, Plant Power, that are doing it. I think most people can do it and be happy that they're doing it because mm-hmm. the changes. I felt lighter. I um, was sleeping better. My mood was better. My thinking was clearer. I noticed things within 7 to 10 days of giving up all that meat. Mm. And just, you know, still eating it, but reducing it. It made a difference. Okay. Plant Power is the name of the book. Dr. Ian Smith on there says, the simple four-week plan. Simple. It's affordable. The meals are easy. The recipes are great. One of my favorites is page 214, the spicy Thai veggie stir-fry. Look, he knows. He, yeah. Obviously, it's his book, so he should know the yeah, pages. The, but. <laughs> yeah. Recipes are easy. They're affordable. People will like them. Your whole family can like them. I write my books telling people you don't have to eat perfectly. Let's just eat a little better. That's it. I don't ask you to eat perfectly. You're going to have cake. You're going to have ribs and everything. But just, just let's just make better choices most of the time. Okay. I can go with that. I can that go okay? with that. Uh, tell them where they can follow you at and yeah. be a part of everything that you're doing in your world. Because yeah. you, let me tell, you, tell y'all something. Yes, I'm a fan of all of Dr. Ian Smith's books. But let me tell you, when he writes books that are not about food or, you know, uh, doing the right thing from a health perspective. He's an excellent writer when it comes to that. You know, my favorite book is still one of your, uh, it's a... Uh, uh, Truth About Men? Yeah. Would you, would you call it a relationship book? Yeah, you can call it that. It would be in that category. I, I know. Don't get mad at me. It's still one of my favorite I know books you like that book. of all times. <laughs> I, I mean, it was, it, to me, it was... A lot of people talk about all these other books that talk about relationship and men and where their head is at. 
my personal opinion of all the books I've ever read, yours is the most spot on. And I tell you this every time. <laughs> you see, I mean, like, man, this guy tells me this one more time. Well, I was just being honest. That's all. But people can follow me on, on uh, social. And, um, Instagram is at Dr. Ian Smith. Spell the doctor out. I-A-N Smith. And join our Facebook group. It's called Plant Power. I'm in there helping you guys out, giving away prizes, paying people's bills, whatever I can do to. Because, listen, weight loss and, and changing uh, nutritional habits is not easy. Right? And sometimes it's darn right miserable. Mm. And so in my Facebook group, I said, let's just have some fun while we're doing it. We got to do this together. Let's just have some fun while we're doing it. Well, to me, I think it's a lifestyle change and you have to live it for the rest of your life. You can't do it. I mean, the book says four weeks, but it really, you have to take this and make it for the rest of your life. And you can. You can, it's very doable. It's always good to see you, brother. You know, you too, one, you're definitely one of my favorites in the world. I appreciate it. Dr. Ian Smith, get the book now. Plant Power. It's the Manhattan Show.